Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York. It's a bright and rainy Sunday in New York. Rain on the sidewalk. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk, nestled in my little snug-as-a-bug apartment, and uh, we're talking about the weekly weather for the week ahead of December 2nd through the 9th. Happy Advent. Happy Hanukkah. We're in the holiday season. The Christmas tree lights are up on um, Rockefeller Center. They turned on the tree. It's official. It's the holiday season. Uh, And forward we go with the weekly weather. Interesting week this week. Last week, a lot of endings, a lot of sadness. We lost George Bush uh, Sr. Um, We uh, had a number of people that were wrote about animals or pets leaving. Shout out to Danielle who lost her baby cat. Um, you know, it's just it's a it's a hard week. Uh and it was a lot of emotions and a lot of endings and separations. And then this weekend on uh Tuesday on Saturday and Sunday, Mercury and Venus both went into Scorpio. Venus of course is going direct and she's traveling through Scorpio now through June, January 7th, and Mercury is retrograde, and he's going backwards. He's going to station to turn direct this week, uh, and then he's going to go forward, but he's back in Scorpio. So intense, intense emotions, intense feelings. And then, of course, a lot of energy about fluid, a lot of emotion, a lot of feeling. So just to be, be gentle, you know, just be really gentle. And people are, with Mars and Pisces, people are really feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, and, and it also is a time of no words, right? Because Mercury's in Scorpio. He's a water sign. He doesn't have the words to quite express it, but deep feeling, right? So Rose and I were working on the newsletter for the new moon, which is happening next Friday. And there will be a new moon webinar. It's up on the, um, it's up, it's going to be on Wednesday night, December 5th. Um, so feel free to sign up. And we are still having some weird things with it. So if you don't get a link from us when you pay for it, send us a note because GoToMeeting is having some Mercury retrograde problems. <laughs> Rose was on the phone with them on Friday. But at any rate, uh, we were working on that the newsletter for you know to announce the new moon and to talk about it. And, of course, I just, you know, I had a bad week last week. I had a friend who killed herself. I have another friend who's in a really bad way. And I just, you know, it's hard sometimes to be an astrologer because people bring you their their sadnesses, you know. So I said to Rose, did you ever hear the song The Rose by Bette Midler? And she was like, no, you know, she didn't know it. So I pull it up, start playing it. And, I, you know, I'm of a certain age. Bette Midler's one of my goddesses, right? And I'm just sitting here sobbing at the computer. Rose is crying on the couch. You know, we're both like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and in the winter, deep beneath the snow, lies the seeds that, with the spring's love, with the with the with the sun's love, becomes the rose. And you know, nobody can sing a song like that. I'm sorry. I mean, other people can, but she's she's like my iconic. But you know, it was just it was like you know, I must have played that song like five times, and every time I played it, I burst into tears. This week's going to be that way too. Mars and Pisces is a very emotional sign. And this week it's going to come to square our sun, which is making everybody emotional. And then it's going to link up with Neptune. And, of course, that starts a new two-and-a-half-year, two-year journey with Neptune. 
So that's about your dreams, you know, taking action on your dreams or taking action on your vision. But also, whenever planets meet up, there's usually an ending. So we're going to watch for that Mars-Neptune conjunction uh, that takes place on the new moon, right on the new moon. Uh, And that's going to be on the 7th. But before that, the sun and Neptune are going to have a little standoff. Sun's going to square Neptune, right? And that's kind of an emotional time, too. It's closing square, uh, but we still feel it. We still feel it as kind of a deep psychological integration. So a lot of water in the sky, a lot of deep, deep feelings. You're not losing your mind if you're sobbing hysterically or you're feeling really sad. Uh, You want to kind of shift the energy by maybe dancing, by singing, putting on music, like the rose that makes you cry or putting on music that makes you sing. You know, I put on my prince and I was, you know, you know, okay, my little red Corvette, you know, and then I put on a little Aretha and I, you know, put on some uh, Sugarland. You want to put on stuff that, that inspires you too. And just watch with all this fluid, with all this water, with all this emotional stuff that you're going to really feel it, right? And, That's okay. That's part of what's happening. We're at an ending, releasing. Mars is for spending, you know, two months in, well, actually a month and a half, in Pisces, which is the wrap-up of a whole cycle. Remember when he goes into Aries, he initiates springtime? So we're at a concluding time. We're concluding, concluding, letting go, releasing. So for a lot of people, this is really marking big endings, because in addition to the planets all shifting and changing, the nodes changing into a new sign, Jupiter entering a new sign, Saturn retracing his steps and kind of talking to us, a lot of energy, and Uranus at the back end, the last degrees of, of Aries kind of wrapping up stuff till he goes into Taurus for good in March. There's a lot, and the nodes being squared by Uranus, which is a lot of, okay, that's done, okay, that's done, okay, that's done. And and honoring that's done, and then also honoring that because it's done, it creates a space, a vacuum, a hole. Nature abhors a vacuum. It likes to try and put something in there, right? So it's going to try and add some stuff in. It's going to bring you some emotions. It's going to bring you some feelings. It's going to try and fill that part. If you've ever been on the beach and dug a hole into the water, you know, you're at the beach and you're at sea level, right? So you dig a little hole and the hole fills with water. And then as the tide comes in, the whole the water in the hole gets higher, right? <laughs> Until eventually the tide fills, you know, comes over the hole sometimes. But that water in the bottom, right? It's kind of like think of that hole and the water coming in to it. We used to make drip castles. You know, you'd take the mud and you'd make it drip, like drippy drippy, and make the castle with drips, like drips of dirt. And it had to be a right consistency. And then, of course, it would dry in the sun. And then, of course, it would go away once the tide came in, right? So ocean tides coming in, emotions coming in. Feel them, bless them, thank them. It's wrap-up period, right? Mercury at the last degree of Scorpio, Venus in both an ending signs, Venus and Scorpio. A lot of emotional feelings, you know, and just kind of honor that this week has that energy to it. Uh, we are going towards a new moon in Sagittarius, so there are there is some bright and sparkly stuff to look forward to, but really honor with how you're going to do it. So one of the things, you know, I kept thinking about my friend who um, 
who passed away, who killed herself, and I'm not going to say passed away, she killed herself, and um, four months after um, she died, her horse starved itself to death and died, right? And I, I was really bothered by this. You know, it just kept holding that image of pumpkin dying, right? And I spoke to one of my friends, Gina, the lovely, beautiful, wonderful Gina, who always can see it in a different way. It's one of her gifts. She's a brilliant coach, um, uh, Gina Enrico Jones. I'm going to give a shout-out to her. So you go, go sign up for her coaching. And she said, well, Ann, maybe she and Pat are, you know, riding the horse together. Maybe she, Pat's riding, riding pumpkin, and she's riding Pumpkin off into the sunset. And Pumpkin and her are soulmates, and so Pumpkin had to leave too. And it was a beautiful reframe for me because it was like, okay, I like that. I don't, I don't like thinking about the horse dying, but I like thinking about Pumpkin being back with Pat. And I think we need to be very gentle with each other, right? And to be really kind, and thank you, Gina, for that reframe, Um and understand, you know, like sometimes that's the reframe we need. We need to get that. We need, and someone may offer it to you or someone may say it. And and if it comes, just kind of be gentle and be kind. And be kind to yourself this week, right, because it is a lot of emotion. And maybe you need to go to bed a little early or you need to not go out. You need to go home. You need to cancel the appointment because you need a little extra time by yourself or you just want to sit in your bathtub and cry (laughs) you know allow that energy allow that flow allow yourself not to get caught up in the busy busy past the point of you know overload allow yourself and recognize your overload may be a little lower right now because there is so much flow there is so much emotion right um and then then reframe it, you know, come up with a shift. Okay, the horse died too, but they were together, right? And it's like, okay, you know. Um, you know, if we even just thinking about George Bush, you know, his wife died earlier in the year, and the last thing he said to George was, I love you, you know. And I thought, oh, now he's with Barbara, you know. Didn't have the same emotional impact that Pumpkin and Pat did. I mean, I like George Bush, but, you know. You know, he's 94. Um, Not that that's a good reason to leave, you know, but just kind of a life well lived. Um, Then the guy was jumping out of helicopters until he was 85, you know, on his birthday, he'd jump out of a helicopter every year. So giving ourselves space, giving ourselves time, giving ourselves gentleness, being kind, and honoring that space within us that needs to be held and honored, right? So let's talk about the moon this week because it is a busy moon week. And, of course, today the moon's in Libra with a hard aspect of a separation to Uranus. So there's a lot of separating energies, a lot of breaking apart, a lot of falling apart, a lot of leaving, departing, moon in Libra. And, of course, Venus is in Scorpio, so it's emotional leaving. Uh, The moon is void tomorrow, Monday, at 1.16 p.m. with the opposition to Uranus. It's void for about two hours. And then, it, remember, these are all Eastern time, adjust for your time zone. At 2.55 p.m., the moon goes into Scorpio, and it'll be in Scorpio Monday night, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, until 4.53 p.m. when it joins up with Mercury. Okay, Moon and Mercury meet up in Scorpio. Big a deal, big a deal, because Mercury is stationing. It's a pivotal time. 
The moon is then void for about four hours, and it goes into Sag at 9.49 p.m., and it's in Sag Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, and it goes void at 5 in the morning on Saturday with a trine to Uranus. So that's a positive uh, formal energy. And then it goes into Capricorn bright and early on the 8th at 7.01 a.m. Saturday, and it's in Capricorn on the 8th, the 9th, and it goes void at 4.27 p.m. with a square to Uranus on the 10th. Uh, again, there's a conference uh, broadly is sponsoring in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I'm going to be speaking at it. It's their first conference. And my uh, former student, Annabelle Gatt, who writes for them, writes a great weekly column, by the way, you should read it, uh, is, is sponsoring it. And they're bringing in a bunch of different astrologers to talk about the year ahead. So I'm going to be talking about 2019. And that's in Williamsburg on the 8th. Um, and then there's the new moon webinar on the 5th here you can call in. Um, but So the energy of the, the, the planets is basically pretty good. Again, the weekend has breakup energy with moon square Uranus. Moon and Taurus squaring Uranus and fire. Oh, or excitement energy, unusual energy. But the beginning part of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday... Um, all have Friday, all have very good working aspects. So it's a good week to get work out the door. Of course, it's work you're you're done with or you've finished or you've completed on some level because we're going towards that new moon. And the positive positive energy. We also have this week the um, Mercury stationing to go direct. Remember, it's been retrograde. So it's going to station uh, at uh, 27 Scorpio and go direct on Thursday, which means the day before and the day after, it, it is um, stopped. And so we can watch for important communications on those days, especially if you have stuff at the last degree of Scorpio, at 27, 28 of Scorpio, because Mercury's going to stop there. Then the other thing we have is that lovely new moon this week, and that's going to be at 15 Sag at 2 in the morning. You have to get up bright and early to see it. 2 in the morning on Friday morning. But the Sag new moon, I kind of like to think of when a planet goes into a sign, like Jupiter went into Sag, that when the, when the sun gets there, it says, okay, now we have the um, now we're going to understand what this is about. And then when the moon and the sun, the new moon happens, it kind of gives us an emotional oomph. So kind of watch what what look at your Sag house where Jupiter's traveling for this year, and there'll be a new moon in there that will kind of talk to you about what the what the emotional ego direction combined is. So it's kind of a nice energy. Uh, and kind of watch that and, and work with it and push it forward. Um, and it is Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, and it is Advent, the candle lights, one, one per week until we get to Christmas. Um, so let's talk about the sun. The sun is rolling between uh, 10 Sag and 15 Sag. And... Um, this week he has a he has a few aspects. He's got a square to Mars, uh, which allows him to be a little feisty, and then he has an aspect to the, which means he's kind of like, okay, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. And remember, Mars and Neptune are near each other, so this is also you know kind of inspiring things to move forward. He has a sextile to uh, Pallas Athena, so he's going to be pretty strategic early in the week about how he wants to proceed. And then he has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the fourth, which is consequences for actions taken. 
So one of the things that happens when sun's in Sag is justice likes to be served, right? Or the truth likes to come out, however you want to say it. So you want to kind of watch that Sag energy and say, okay, forward motion, we're having this, you know, new direction. So I had a client who had a difficult situation and um, I heard it, I heard about it on the radio that it had been resolved, you know, so I wrote her a note and I said, ooh, I heard that, you know, the bad guy is going to jail. And she goes, oh, my lawyer said, don't talk about it. I said, okay, I won't talk about it. So I'm not talking about it, but I'm talking about it. But he got caught, right? And it was like, oh, wow, truth. Truth is coming out. So watch for the truth this week, okay? Because Sun and Sag likes to tell the truth, and it likes to say, you know, I know that you used to think it was this, but actually what was really going on was this. So it's a truth reveal week. Remember Mercury stationing in Scorpio telling the secrets, and Sun in Sagittarius is answering to Jupiter in Sagittarius saying, I know you thought this, but not. So last week when we were getting ready for this aspect with Mercury in um uh, Mercury in uh, Sag, we had Manafort get kicked to the curb by Mueller because he lied to the FBI. You know, and I'm kind of like, really? You thought he could lie to the FBI or lie to the investigators? And I'm like, okay, cool. And then Cohen pleaded guilty, right? So we're, you know, the story is shifting. It's shaping up. It's Mercury retrograde. It's telling the truth. Then, later in the week, Sun squares Neptune on the 5th. Now, this is a deception aspect, traditionally, meaning we have a deception that gets revealed. And right behind it, the Sun is sesquiquadrate to Uranus. So we have the reveal, we find out the truth, we find out what's really been going on, and then we go, did you realize? You know, because of the sesquiquadrate to Uranus. So watch for that energy of, oh my goodness, look at what, wow, and it's kind of surprising, maybe a little shocking, not unexpected, right, because Uranus is at the last degree of Aries. He's already gone over this journey. This was last April and last May, right? It's not It's not new news. It's additional news. It's continuation news. And then the sun is parallel Saturn on the 7th, which is saying, okay, we want to... Commit to Saturn, Sun in Sagittarius, parallel Saturn in Capricorn. And people go, what are those parallels you talk about? Think of them as conjunctions in the sky. Now, we know the aspects in the heavens are zodiacal, right? That's above our heads, Saturn, and this sign does this. But Sag and Capricorn don't normally work together. They're in each other's blind spots. They don't really cooperate. But when they're in this position, that they're parallel, it means that they're the same degree of declination which is degrees above or below the equator. And it, even though they're in different signs, it feels like they're joined because they're next to each other um, by declination degree, even if they're in different signs by zodiac degree. And so it's an important time because we go, ooh, wow, it feels like the sun and Saturn are linking up. Saturn, of course, in the sign of responsibility and justice and working and consequences to action and sun in Sagittarius which is the sign of justice served so we're going to be really interested to see some justice served on the 7th of December and then we also have uh, sun paralleling Vesta which is kind of linking up with the house but watch for December 7th there should be some real interesting news that day that's Friday 
Mercury this week <clears throat> is in Scorpio, went into Scorpio a couple days ago, and, or on Saturday actually, and he's going retrograde. He's going to station, <coughs> excuse me, at 27 Scorpio on the 6th, and then he's going to go forward again. Uh, so the two, three days this week, remember, stationing Mercury, electronic devices, back up your computers. And this was kind of a mean one <coughs> because, um, excuse me, Remo, you're not on my, don't sit on my computer keyboard, baby. You're going to make me nervous here. Um, thank you. Uh, he's sitting right here because he, he doesn't want to leave because he wants to hang out with mom. Um, so anyway, Mercury going retrograde at 29, 27, 27, 27, 27, 27. So he's basically parked at 27 all week long. So any planet in your chart, any planet in the sky at 27 is going to be feeling Mercury in some form. And he's very intense, you know, because he's parked at a degree. And it's a last degree, so it's got a lot of news energy to it. It has an inconjunct Uranus, which is kind of shocking news on the second. And then it has a trine to Chiron, indicating an opportunity for healing, and a trine to the nodes of fate, indicating an opportunity for moving forward, both on the fourth and the fifth. It has a semi-square to uh, Pallas Athena, which is a little bit of stress around seeing the truth. So when you see the truth and it makes you stressed out, that's okay. It's supposed to make you stressed out, even though you don't really like it. Again, that's the, that's the truth. You need to see it and go, okay, I get it. Then he stops. Then on the 7th and the 9th, he repeats his aspects. So he trines the note of fate on the 7th, and he also trines Chiron on the 9th. Now the 9th echoes the story with the 4th, and he echoes the story of the nodes of fate on the 4th and the 7th. So kind of think of those really important. So a couple things. One, get the numbers. You're meeting somebody on a Mercury station, get their phone numbers. Anybody you meet this week, just get numbers. Say, I need your phone number. (laughs) I need your contact information. Because it's a very important contact week, very important connection week. But also because Mercury's in Scorpio, He's kind of saying to you, I want you to understand the depths of the matter here. And then I'm going to go whipping through Sag for the rest of December. But you really need to understand how we can work with this and heal it. This is a psychological opportunity for healing, whatever the story is coming in. And remember, this whole year has been a lot about us working on a deep psychological level with all that mayonnaise scraping we did over the summer with the planets running backwards at full speed and both Mars and Venus and Mercury and every other planet in the sky going backwards. This has been a big year for us getting clear on things. And now as the nodes of fate are in Cancer Capricorn, And as Mercury comes to trine them, he says to them, do you understand why I took you through the journey I took you through? And you might say, you know, I really don't. I'm not very happy with you, Mercury. And then he goes, okay, and he gives you some more information. And then you go, oh, okay, I get it. Remember, there's no way your brain gets communicated with. Your brain is encased in your head, right? The only way it gets communicated with is through Mercury through your senses, through your touch, through your eyes, through your ears, through your taste, through your smell. But that's how you learn things. So Mercury has to be there for us to learn and figure things out. And this week he's very active 
because he's with the nodes of fate and he's also trining stuff and encouraging us to move forward. Venus this week, of course, she just went into Scorpio. Now she's going direct, but she's in Scorpio, which is pretty intense, and she's pushing. Right, And so she's got a lot of push energy here. And she squares Vesta and says, what do you need to change? And she's contraparallel to Uranus on the 8th, and she's quintile to Chiron. So those aspects are asked with the sun, with Mercury, and now with Venus. Right, So all three of them are working and saying, understand your wounds, understand how to heal it, and understand what the unexpected changes are going to be. Because that's the that's the theme. Mars this week very busy. He's not going that fast, but he's making lots of aspects. He is going from 22 Taurus to 26 Taurus. Oh wow, that's the same place where Mercury is. That's the same place where Venus is going to go. That's the same place where the Sun is aspecting, right? So Mars is going to aspect the nodes of fate on the fifth in a hard aspect. He's coming from Pisces, deep feeling emotions. Then he's going to have an adjustment to your vision on the 5th when he has a hard aspect to Athena. Then he's going to link up with Neptune on the 7th. That's a biggie. It starts a, two new, a new two-year cycle, 22 to 24 months, around how your dream progresses. You know, Mars is, Neptune's at 13 Pisces. Mars joining it says time for a new dream. Right before he joins it, time for the old dream to leave, right? Because he's letting go of a dream. So watch for the new dream. It's in the middle of all this Mercury, Sun, Venus stuff saying, you know, and it's not like you have to throw out your old dream. You just kind of have to put some, maybe some new makeup on it, maybe give it a new haircut, maybe tinker with it a little. But give it a new a new look. Give it a new idea. Give it a new way of doing things. Give it, Bring some flowers home. Give yourself like some musical abundance. Go swimming. Go watch a good sad movie and cry your eyes out. Um, do some Mars-Neptune thing. Go dancing. That's a great way to use Mars-Neptune on the 7th. And really allow your feelings to kind of come through in the music. Go drumming. Go play music. Mars has a semi-square to Uranus on the 7th, which also is a little bit of an accident energy. So when I look at that 7th, I'm thinking we're going to have either some big old snowstorm or we're going to have some big old watery event that's going to make everything slow down and cause a lot of problems. That's the 7th. Um, and then we also have Mars in a parallel to Athena on the 9th helping us see things. We also have Jupiter aspecting the nodes of fate, and that happens on Monday. And he invites the nodes of fate to make a change. Now, he's in a hard aspect, a releasing aspect to them. So even though we think of Jupiter as a nice guy, when he's hanging out in a hard aspect with the nodes, that can be a little troublesome um, because he's going to say, uh, let it go, let it go. You know, And so you want to kind of think of those those songs as part of your theme you know i should have thrown away the key if i'd known for one minute you'd be back you know like those breakup songs you know i'm off of my knees i'm not crying anymore emotions this is an emotional week and honoring that really the best way you can is really just letting them flow through you chiron parallel to uranus to vesta which is uh, taking action around your home that's on the 10th Neptune in conjunct to Athena also pushes. Now, thrown in the middle there, we've talked about Chiron a few times. This week on December 2nd, on Monday, he aspects the nodes of fate. He's been asp- it's been aspected a few times, those nodes of fate, really active this week. 
which usually means faded events, people in, people out, people coming in, anybody arrives this week, big deal, get their number. People that are hanging on by an edge or a thread or whatever, this is when they roll because that much nodal activity, those nodes are portals in and out. But Chiron aspects the nodes of fate on the 2nd. Chiron also stations on December 9th. And he's going to station to turn direct at 27 Pisces. So we have yet a third energy where we're really working with changing the structure. And with Chiron, I like to give him a three-degree orb, sometimes a four-degree. So he's parked at 27, which means four days uh, from the 9th, which starts us on the 5th. So with Chiron stationing, we're really feeling that deep, wounded energy active. And if you look at all the planets in the sky, there's a pile of them at the last degrees. Whenever planets are at the last degrees, it just feels like ending, 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 ending. Honor it, throw away stuff, release stuff, let go of things, wrap up projects, get things off your desk, get things out your door, clear the energy, clear the space. I had a friend stay over. Um, she was in town. I hadn't, We realized we hadn't seen each other hardly at all this year. And she was sage spraying my house all day long. I was like, keep spraying my house with sage because <laughs> it was like, we have to clear the space. We have to clear the space. And I'm like, all right, clear the space, clear the space. Also, a great opportunity to come to Tuscany. Great Christmas present. Gift certificates. Great idea for Christmas presents on my website. It's a present that's very ecologically friendly, plus a lot of fun. Give a reading. Uh, take up a collection. Tell your friends you want to go fund me for your trip to Tuscany. Everybody throws 50 bucks in the pot. You get to Tuscany with the food. Uh, and that's May 9th to the 15th. And also the Broadly Astrology Conference this, this uh, coming Saturday, the 8th, in Williamsburg. So the British lady told me I'm out of time. I wish you all lots and lots and lots of good music that makes you cry so that you're not having real tears. But if you do have real tears this week, just remember it's just a transit. It's a transit, and it moves us into the next space. We're releasing. We're letting go. We're moving on. And that's really what we have is um, my favorite Tony Kushner uh, quote from Angels in America, the world spins forward. We're all spinning forward and going to the next place. So wishing you a great week. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Advent. Happy Christmas shopping. Once Mercury goes direct, you can start buying the electronics. That's on Thursday. New Moon on Friday. Or, I'm sorry, New Moon on, yeah, new, new moon on Friday. New Moon webinar on Thursday night. And I'm going to go hang out with Remo, and we're going to read a book. Take care and have a lovely day. Happy Sunday. Bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.